Hi, everyone. Welcome to Promises Podcast. I'm Laura. This is the lovely Diane McTarsney. And we are at episode 11. Can you believe it's that far along? So fast. Wow. We just celebrated Easter, Resurrection Sunday, our most favorite day to reflect on our Jesus. Mm-hmm. But today, we're going to be talking about are we defeating the giants in the land or is our sin a snare? Mm-hmm. Check it out. So we're always warned in scripture, exhorted in scripture, taught in scripture. And and having just celebrated, like you said, Easter, the resurrection, the greatest day in human history, the day that um, Jesus rose from the grave so that he reigned triumphantly. Yes. He's victorious. And, and we have an eternal hope, mm-hmm. a hope to live in this world um, that we will forever live with Jesus. And that is so wonderful. And so what now? You know, what yes. do we do now mm-hmm. um, that, that Jesus rose? And, and we can read, you know, the Great Commission when he says, go and, and make disciples. Right. He exhorts um, his followers. And, um, and I was thinking, okay, so what now? And I'm reading through, finish the book of Joshua now into Judges, but near the end of Joshua, um, Joshua is exhorting. He knows he's getting old. He knows his time is short, right? Mm-hmm. And he's exhorting the people and he says, make sure you do not associate with the other people mm. still remaining in the land. Remember, they were supposed to drive them out. Yes. And as you're getting near the end of Joshua and you begin Judges, you not start noticing Failed to drive them out. I was just going to say. Failed to drive them out. This people group stayed and that people group stayed. (laughs) Over and over and over. And I started circling every time Mm. it said failed to draw them out, drive them out. And so... The nation had a different heart than that of Joshua and Caleb, Mm, right? Joshua and Caleb, Caleb's like, 80, give me this mountain. I'm taking the giants. I want this land. I'm going, you want to marry my daughter? Conquer that city and you can have my daughter's hand. You know, and and so just this heart of complete surrender, abandoned for Jesus, you know, abandoned for God um, and and his um, obedience to his ways. Right. Right. So he says, do not even mention the names of their gods, much less swear by them oh or gosh, serve so them good. or worship them. Mm-hmm. Rather, and I love this, cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. So he's saying cling to God. Don't yes. get, as they're in the land still, don't get enticed by them. Don't right. worship their gods. Right. Don't follow them. And it's interesting because I was talking to my brother-in-law, um, my brother-in-law JJ about this, and I and I said, you know, they were supposed to completely conquer, eradicate the land of this idolatry, of this clean house Mm -hmm. completely. And of course, when they started failing, then it became snares and enticements. But in our own lives, we have snares and enticements as well, but we don't um, get rid of them. We invite them in. Wow. Like through the TV that we watch, Mm -hmm. the music that we listen to, the books that we read, the conversations that we Mm -hmm. might allow in our home. Mm, And and those can become snares Snares. and traps. Our hobbies can be snares and become idols. And so... Yeah, um, good things. Good things. Mm -hmm. Exercise, food. Whatever. Our DIY projects, our family, ministry. Mm -hmm. Right. And so rather than clinging to my kid's schedule... Or, mm, or mm-hmm. my tidy home. Right. I'm to cling to the Lord. And then it goes, he goes down and there's a word of warning. I be, 
believe beginning at verse 12 and 12 and 13, and I'm reading from Joshua 23 and it says, but if you turn away from him and cling to the customs of the survivors of these nations mm-hmm. remaining among you, and if you intermarry with them, then know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive them out of your land. Instead, they will be a snare and a trap to you a whip wow. for your backs and thorny brambles in your eyes. I mean, could you picture that? I know. Thorns in your so eyes, painful. scratching your eyes. I mean, if you've ever gardened or anything and just got dust or, or, or a leaf or something, right. how it irritates. But, and you will vanish from this good land the Lord your God has given you. And there's such a warning that we are to cling to God, to not deviate, but completely obey. And as we come to judges, you know that they failed to do that completely. Right. Right. And I think God is so gracious that he gave Gideon. And as we start into Judges, Gideon, Judges 6 discusses Gideon. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Judges mm. six twelve, And then Gideon replies, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? And so I read one commentary and it said that Gideon questioned, doubted, and he inquired of God, but he did it in fear. And so you mentioned the word snare. And so we all are familiar. Many of us are familiar with Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which so easily ensnares us. Mm -hmm. There's that word again. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so interesting fact, Diane, I never knew this. I looked up snare. It's a hunting term Mm. and it's a trap for catching birds or animals, typically one with a noose or wire, or cord. And sin is like that. It's a trap. Deceptive. Capture something. Mm -hmm. And I thought of Samson and Delilah. Oh, yes. She set that noose for him, didn't she? And so I think that, you know, we throw this around a lot, you know, sin, sin, you know, the wages of sin is death. We know these scriptures, sin. But yesterday, I know this is gross, but there was a fly in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I go to swat it and kill it. Mm -hmm. And I am not kidding you. That sucker resurrected. <laughs> he would not die. <laughs> okay, so he flipped over, and I go, good, I got him. And then he turned around, and I said, he will not die. So we live in this body that that sin comes back up, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Yes, it does. And I said, we're crucified with Christ daily. Mm-hmm. We choose to cut off our sin. We repent. We confess. We check in with the Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry to a loved one, our Mm -hmm. children, our spouse, others, right? But sin is like that disgusting fly that flips right back around. And wants to fly and and continue being a snare and bother you. And Joshua, they conquered most of the land. Right. But not all of the land. And I know it's gross, but I've killed, you know, three flies. And then there you see another one. You have to eradicate all All of of them. them. Right, right, right. And it's like, you know, and Gideon's wondering, where are the miracles? Right. And it's like, God warned them that if you 
are involved in idolatry and you're calling out to their yes. gods and you're worshiping, this is what's going to happen. Right. And um, it's it's amazing how sometimes we don't see it as a consequence of our very own actions, mm, right? That's true. Um, so in Judges 2, 2, it says, for your part, God actually indicts the nation. Yes. He says, for your part, you were not to make any covenants with the people living in this land. Instead, you were to destroy their altars, but you disobeyed my command. Mm. And, um, and he says, they will be thorns in your sides and their gods will be a constant temptation. Like that, what yeah. is Gideon is living is what God foretold would happen if they chose disobedience, you know? And then we get to, um, to me, it is the saddest verse in the entire Bible and it's, um, and judges, it's- 2.10. Yep. When he says, after that generation died, another generation grew up generation. who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. And that grieves me because in a generation's time, like right. here you have Joshua, the conquest, the power, the right. miracles, yes. and then the baton fails to be passed mm-hmm. and the next generation remembers not, knows not the, their God. Yes. And I think of Elisha and Elijah, Elijah and Elisha, right? What did Elisha ask for? I want a double, double portion. Blessing. Yep. I want double of what he has. That's so awesome. Contrary I love to it. so many parents, right? Well, if you were half as good as your mama. And mm. I don't want half. These right. days are evil. I right. want my kids to love the yes. Lord twice as much as I do. That's right. I want our children in the church to be twice as committed. Right. I don't want it, which seems to happen, right? From one generation to the next, it gets lost. A ball gets dropped. I want it to grow twice, right. double portion. Absolutely, And, you know, I love that you're bringing up the next generation because, I mean, we both have children in high school. You have one almost done, mm. tear, tear. Yeah. And we want that next generation to rise up. Mm-hmm. I love the names of God, Jehovah Nisi. Your banner over me is love. love. We just saw the Rams win the Super Bowl. We see, you know, the Olympics. We talked about this before. We're raising the banner. And we say, mijo, mija, his banner over you is love. Don't raise up, oh, I graduated from college and I'm so cool and woohoo. Raise up his banner. His name, Make his name famous. There's a company with T-shirts. Make his name famous. I love it because we want to glorify him. Remember that Paul Balash song we used to sing, You Are the Lord. The famous one, yes. the famous one. Right. And I love that song because, I mean, they have uh, the Greek theater, concerts galore. In Indio, they have that, oh gosh, I can't remember what, it's a big festival. I can't think of what it's called. There's there's people that are, are raging and excited mm. and cheering over this famous actor, famous right. singer. But what about our famous Lord, right. our creator, our redeemer, our healer? I mean, I just think of the thrill after Easter and 40 days, right? He's walking around and he's talking and he's preaching before he ascends. And his fame, you know, mm-hmm. his name and his fame and his glory is just extending and, and, and spreading. But what about today? Mm-hmm. What about now? And so talking about Gideon, I thought about that he was a fear-filled guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately thought of this AB223 that sadly we prayed, we pressed in, we're asking God, please, Lord, do not let this California bill pass. Right. And there was a vote and it went to the next committee s- yeah. step or the mm-hmm. committee. And I think, where's these naysayers? Where, where's people, you know, sorry, 10 freeway, we're not going to let you drive. Because we believe, we believe babies should live. But instead, we're just, you know, oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to wake up, you know, apathy, 
complacency, sitting on the past conquests, going full circle back to Joshua. Mm -hmm. Well, we're in the land. It's nice. You know, I think about that. You say past conquests. Um, Like our freedom was won through revolution right here in the United States of America. Um, And we've sat back. And now it's come to a point where infanticide could be legalized and we can't sit back. No, we can't. We have to be vocal, I -hmm. guess is what I'm trying to say. And be be in prayer and show up to your assemblymen. Freddie Rodriguez is mine. Show up and and, and let it be known. Let your voice be heard, yes. Like the... Nagging? No. <laughs> Persistent, Persistent widow. widow. <laughs> um, where we stand. Right. Because it, it is um, what honors God. And, you know, I mean, having a background in law, mm-hmm. I was reading an article about the bill, and I was thinking this one article was pro the bill. Sure. And it said that there would be no negative repercussions for a mom who, for some tragic event the child died within the seven-day window. And I thought, well, we have child protective services for a reason. We have doctors and pediatricians for a reason. I mean, my husband's a public school teacher. He's a mandated reporter. Your husband's probably a mandated reporter. If you see bruises on a child's arm or an infant that's malnourished, you have to report these things. Well, it's perinatal is in the law. And that means up to 30 days after birth that if something happens to the child that they will not be prosecuted, um, right? Prosecuted. Exactly. And if you try to, it's not a crime. It's you can be prosecuted. What is wrong with our nation? And so Gideon, God told him, go cut down the altar of Baal. He gave him an assignment. He said, go cut it down. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. I'm recommissioning you. The assignment didn't change. Reminds me of Jonah, right? Right. Yes. (laughs) Read that with the kids yesterday, last night. Yes, we have to stand and do what God calls us to do because he calls us to do it. Yes. And I'm thinking, but in this world that we live in, what it is in a major way is our minds, the battleground is for Mm -hmm, our minds, mm -hmm. and our minds need to be transformed from what the world says to what God says, right? right? We have to be conformed into his image. And so I was thinking of um, 2 Corinthians 10, where it says, we are human, but we didn't wage wars as humans Mm. do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down, and here's what we need to knock down, the strongholds of human reasoning, and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So every thought that comes to our mind that is not biblical, right, that is contrary to Scripture, we cast that down. So you're going to have thoughts that come. Right? right? But we cast that down. Right. And we have to align our minds with God's word. Our everything. Our everything. And you said align. I love that. I was in a car accident a couple of years ago. I had to go to the chiropractor mm-hmm. to get realigned. Yep. I'm teaching my daughter, a teen, how to drive. Dot, sweetheart, the bumps. They're there to Quit remind you. Quit hitting the curves. We're going to have to get the car alignment checked. Yeah. <laughs> you have to stay the course. Stay the course. Again, to that Hebrews verse. We are going to lay aside every weight and the sin which mm-hmm. so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set us before us. In the race, in the Olympics, I love it. I love the track and field. It's my favorite. Mm, I love it too. Line, lane one, lane two. Same with swimming. Stay I was in, in swimming. your lane. Don't want to talk yeah. about it. Bad memories, little legs. I wasn't very fast. But 
I would bump the 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 little boys there, mm. the the line dividers. Okay, they're there to tell you get back, stay the course, come back. And so you know we 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 don't obey those rules and those buffers. We talked about that before. Those plumb lines, those things that God has there for us to protect us. And so we have to be steeped in Scripture. You know, I know you you're a tea drinker. I like coffee myself. But you steep that yeah, tea steep bag. That tea, yeah. You steep it. And it's so funny because I'm not a big tea uh, drinker. I'll put the tea bag in there. I usually don't steep it. And it doesn't taste the same. Because you have to wait. It takes that time and that like heat. Waiting. Right? For that flavor to come forth. And as you were talking about, um, you know, track and field, my niece, uh, Kylie, she is doing track for the first time She's this year. She's a star. She is She's a amazing. superstar. Go, I love to watch nice. her. <laughs> love to watch her. She runs the hurdles. She'll do relays, which, of course, passing that baton, yes, like in Joshua, yep, or fail right. to, is the race. Mm. Right? And and she uh, does a uh, long jump. And she does these events. And we watch her. And we're cheering her on but she has to stay focused and she has to stay focused on that finish line if she looks back to see if some girl is closing in on her she she adds seconds to her time fractions of seconds to her time and that could be the difference of you know winning or losing the race and so um like that we need to be fixed our eyes fixed and focused on jesus And, and looking back to the cross and what he's done for us and let that be a reminder that that's how much he loves yes, us, right? He absolutely. loves us. So now what do I do? Right. You know, I, I live for him. And one huge praise report I would love to share with everyone. And don't forget to like and subscribe. We're on Apple and Spotify. And we would just love for you to continue to join with us. This is episode 11. And it's been so great talking about this stuff with you, Diane. And this last Easter, many people came back mm-hmm. to worship in person. Yes, wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So many prayers answer right and so i was thinking about kind of the day-to-day sins or the not conquering the land you know what about a wife whose husband doesn't want her to go to church Mm. what about the child who loves jesus but hears vulgarities on the playground what about bullies some of these kids are so afraid to stand up because they'll be labeled a snitch or what about hitting the snooze button so many times when god's saying wake up I'm waiting. Get in the word. I'm waiting for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to spend time with me before you go to your workplace or serve your family. So I just, the Lord reminded me of these simple snares, traps, right. nooses, so to speak, that start simple, but yes. they grow because that hitting the snooze button, hitting can then become your habit where then right. you're not even ever up in the word and in the or word the vulgarities. Little then, sweetheart yes. that was hearing the F-bombs and the inappropriate language and um, just various things at school is now embracing that right. language. It's right? own it's so subtle, right? Mm-hmm. And I just love, I'm going to read a little portion from Chuck Swindoll from his um the commentary that he has on this. And it just so spoke to me. It says, as an old man, Joshua warns the people to be very careful. Mm. The people might be thinking that because the land has been conquered, they can just relax, right? Death has been conquered. Victory is ours. Sin has been vanquished, right? We are uh, free in Christ. So we can kind of sit back like, if you will, but he says they can just relax and enjoy what God has given them. Why do they need to be careful now that the enemy has been defeated? Oh, interesting. Because now the warfare becomes invisible and insidious. Internal. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the need so to true. stay faithful to the Lord in the presence of false ideas and beliefs. And that's the day we're living in. We have to stay faithful when there are false ideas and beliefs. 
a philosophical war is always more insidious than a physical war. Mm. The report of the cannon and the thrust of the sword, the holding of the shield, that kind of war is easy by comparison. It can be strategized on a piece of paper and understood by those who are doing the fighting. But an invisible war is subtle and devious. Wow. It attacks the mind. Before you know it, you are caught up in and swept along in the current, not even knowing if you're losing the battle. The best way to be very careful, Joshua says, is to follow the Lord fully. Yes. Right? And I cling I, to him. I pray that over people, and especially the youth, as you mentioned. I say, Lord, help my daughter Olivia to fully follow the Lord like Joshua and Caleb. Holy. Mm. Some other translations say holy. Holy. To holy. Completely, yes. Completely. And when you were talking about their fervor, I thought, yes, they were fervent in their devotion to the Lord. They said, giants in the lamb, the giant pomegranates, and the giant grapes as big as your head or whatever. Right? Um, no, those that's for us. God wants that fruit for us. I'm not making this up. God said. Right. God said. And that's a huge way to battle to you know, counter Satan's lies. God said, that's what Jesus taught us. Right. It is written, it is written, it is written. But how can we pass that baton of it is written if we're not if in we the don't word know it. ourselves? Mm, so true. And so I think that I just can't wait till heaven one day, Diane, to see all of the beautiful praying grandmas and grandpas that are praying for their children and for the grandchildren and for the great-grandchildren. And they're not giving up, you know, Naomi Farrell, a name, that I'll never forget. That's Sharon Reese's mom. Mm. And when she was dying, she said, I want Ryan Reese here. Mm. I want him to be here by my side. She got it. She got it. <laughs> Isn't that so yes, beautiful? It is. You know, and he was newly saved from all of his shenanigans. Right. And I just thought that was so beautiful. She had so many people in her quiver. Mm. But she wanted the grandson to be there. I don't know if she imparted any words of wisdom or she just wanted him to pray for her and read scripture to her. I don't know, but I just thought that that was so beautiful. Pastor Chuck Smith, he said, when I'm sick, do you know what I do when he was still here on planet Earth? I want my grandkids to pray for me because mm. they pray in faith. They're not double-minded. Mm. So and we sweet. can be double-minded. And that's why we have to remember that the battle is indeed for the mind. Yes. You know, and we have to, when those thoughts come, those arrows come, we have to know the word and combat it with the word in the power of the Holy Spirit. And because you think the enemy knows the word. Yes. Satan knows the word. Yes. I mean, Satan quoted it back he to Jesus. To twist it. Yep. And he twists yes. it. Yes. And, and so we have he to. He makes it a snare. Yes, he does. He uses all things to destroy. I don't know if you've ever encountered this in your ministry years of serving, but Priscilla Shire wrote this book. I think it's called Hearing the Voice of God. I'll, I'll mention it next time for the exact name of the book. But she talks about a dear friend of hers, a man, who approaches her and says, God told me I can leave my wife and marry this yeah, no. person. <laughs> and she said... God's word will never contradict That's exactly right. himself. But reading it, you know, in black and white in, in her book, I was just so heartbroken that a man who appeared to be a believer, who appeared to know Bible, he conveniently twisted, twisted the scripture mm -hmm. for what? To satisfy his own sinful longing. And, and it happens all the time. It, I was talking to a woman um, just this last week whose church is still closed. 
Mm. And she is just grievous and, and she's grieved, I should say. And, and I'm struggling because, you know, oh, out of love is the quoting of the scripture. We're mm. going to remain close. You said, and it's so true. God does not contradict no, he himself. he does not. Well, Hebrews says that we are not to forsake the fellowship of the brethren. Right. So those two don't jive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. God does not contradict himself. And so we have to know the word so that when we hear something and, oh, what if if you love people, then you will do this. Is it consistent with scripture? Or even these people that say God said. Right. God said I can leave my spouse and be with this other woman. Sure. Okay, but adultery's all over the Bible as a sin. Right. So even if you are feeling this inclination, you're wrong. Right. You're sinful whatever you're feeling is wrong yeah because he's right and we don't take scripture twist it to justify what we want to do yes yes and it's so easy to do which is why it's so important to read the entire counsel of god so talking about truth and god's word you've been reading a book living by lies is that correct yes uh it's live not by lies by rod dreher I, i don't i'm probably totally botching that name but so good and i'm actually having my daughter and my nephew luke read it for their literature because it's so timely so we're reading it um and together and so there's this portion and it's called admirers or disciples and i thought you know what i want to share that with everyone yes. who watches the podcast so there's a filmmaker who wrote a story it's called a hidden life um filmed a story and it's the story of a man named franz jaeger starter and i probably botched that too but um it's when nazism comes into conflict with catholicism in um austria so that's basically the premise of the story it's the story of this man named franz and um Franz and his wife, Fanny, are the only ones who both understand how evil Nazi totalitarian is and were willing to suffer for bearing witness to their conviction. You see, Franz was a Catholic farmer, and Mm. he refused to serve in the Nazi army because he would not swear loyalty to Adolf Hitler. For him, that would be an act of idolatry. So he stood in opposition. Now, Uh, Franz was then sent to prison and he was executed in 1943 for treason. For defecting? For for treason. Yes. So, um... So like, they he's were the, a farmer. He's but, a farmer, but he, but he was commissioned. He was, yep, he was rules. called to be in the army, and he said no. Wow. And so then, so it goes on to say that... Um, a hidden life makes clear that the source of their resistance was their deep faith. Oh, Yet it. everyone in the village is also of the same faith, but they conformed to the Nazi world. Why did Franz see, judge, and act as he did, um, but not their fellow Christians? Mm. So it goes on to say, the answer comes in a conversation Franz has with an old artist who was painting images of Bible stories on the wall of the village church. So the artist is painting this wall and it's Bible stories. And he says, the artist laments, the artist is sad. Um, His own ability, at his own inability to truly, to capture it. Oh, to truly represent Christ. His image is comfort believers, but they do not lead them to repentance and conversion. Oh, wow. Says the painter. We, the painter is saying, create admirers. We do not create followers. Um, and then goes on to say that Christ understood that being a disciple 
was in innermost and deepest harmony with what he said about himself. Christ claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. For this reason, he could never be satisfied with adherents who accepted his teaching, especially with those who live in their lives, living their lives, ignored it or let things take their usual course. In other words, I'm just going to live my life, Jesus, and live my life. His whole Complacency. life, right? His whole life on earth from beginning to end was destined solely to have followers and to make admirers impossible. That's right. I love that. He says the admirer never makes any true sacrifices. Um, wow. That is so true. But as a follower. Because you're a spectator. Because you're a spectator. Mm -hmm. He says, um, admirers love being associated with Jesus, but when trouble comes, they either turn on him or in some way they distance themselves from the Lord. Mm -hmm. But Christ, following Christ, we are to renounce um, things that do do not align with him. That we are to reconstruct our life. um, That Christ called us to discipleship. Yes. Not to admiration. He says the follower recognizes the cost of discipleship and is willing to pay it. But it does not mean he's saying it's it, it's not that you are going to have peril like it's going to cost you your physical life, though it could. Yes. It says but it does mean that when the Gestapo or the KGB shows up in his village and demands that he bow to the swastika or the hammer and sickle, the follower will make the sign of the cross and walk with fear and oh, trembling wow. toward Golgotha. And I just love that. Like the the willingness is I surrender all, like my life. Yes. And this, these um my Christians, comforts, mm-hmm. my ability to work, to enjoy leisure, mm-hmm. whatever, it's going to cost you something. We don't know what the something is, right? but it's going to be costly. And it's so true. And I do love that verse. If any man desires to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and daily follow yes. and follow me. And so you said something about... Um, Reconstruction. I just thought of that term, you know, the reconstructive surgery. And so I'm going to read this scripture and I, I want to, we're going to hmm. play a guessing game and see if you know where this comes oh, from. Oh, no. Okay. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman mm-hmm. and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities, his own iniquities entrap the wicked man there's that word again entrapment and he is caught in the cords of his sin he shall die for lack of instruction and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray hmm you know it's from from proverbs (laughs) proverbs 5 yes and it's talking about the immoral woman yes and so the lord reminded me of this because i was thinking of again ensnare entrap and i said i know there's a verse in proverbs about she's entrapped by him she, the, the noose comes around him. And so, you know, some of our listeners or viewers might say, well, I'm, I'm not an, an adulterous woman. You know, I'm a lady and this doesn't apply to me. But we can be entrapped by, it says, in the cords of sin, whatever, whatever it might whatever be. Whatever it might be. So this is applicable to us too, because, you know, it could be that decadent TV show or a certain type of food or, or not tithing. Or not sure. showing kindness to our stranger, yelling at our spouse, yelling at our children, fill in the blank. Right. We can be in sin, mm-hmm. secret sin or open sin. Right. <laughs> and it can be not as dramatic as the Nazi regime, but it's slowly but surely entrapping us. And I thought of surgery. 
A girlfriend of mine years ago, she was a public school teacher. She came to me, as we are supposed to do in the body of Christ. Laura, I'm attracted to a coworker. Mm. He's kind to me. He comments and compliments me, which mm. my husband doesn't do. Mm. He's not good looking, but there's just something there. The attention. So yeah. I said, friend, let's pray. So we prayed, and I said, you need to run. Mm-hmm. You need to tell him, get rid of your number, and you need to either quit or get another assignment, but you need to run. Get out of there. Remember Joseph? Jo- exactly. I can't quit. I said, you can't? Yes, you can. Is sin really? Not not sin, because she, she knew that it was a problem. But she's being enticed right now. Yes. So before it's the- It's not full bef- Exactly. So before you get the shackle on, right, yes. run. God will provide another job. Right. Even if you have to take a pay cut. So she didn't quit. But she did, she said, and I loved this, and it was one of my most favorite memories, even though it was a horrible memory. She said, keep me accountable. Mm. Anytime he tries to talk to me or I feel tempted, I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. Keep me in prayer. Keep me accountable. Eventually, she did leave that job site. But I was, it, it gets me choked up. I was so blessed by her honesty humility to say I need help yes. here Laura. humility she's not walking in pride oh I got this no humility I need help I know this is wrong it is going to lead to the ruin of my marriage I don't know if she had children or not but the the, the devastation of my children right so keep me accountable and so there you know was what? courage there Proverbs 5 does apply to women it does then. there was courage there yes and and you know Proverbs we know applies to all of us applies but... to all of us yes and I love that because it is a father instructing a son watch out for these things right we need to instruct our children right. Joe, Joe does with Joshua, son, three things you need to avoid. Don't get into drugs. Don't do it. Right. Do not get into pornography. Don't do I mean, he goes through things that right. he wants him to make sure you do not even mess Broken around. Broken record, this, reminders. This, all the time. Penetrate. Yes. And we all I need even, reminders. I didn't even know Joe was telling him this. He mm. just actually told me the other day, my husband did, that I... I replay this. I retell him. I go over this and over these things. I want you to stay away from. Don't even mess around. And again, schools, what do they often do? Fire drill, earthquake drill. Our beloved Pastor Joe is drilling reminders into Joshua. That's passing that baton of faith. And I was thinking of Kylie. Does she coast in Mm. her races? Absolutely not. Does any runner coast no they want to finish well they want to finish strong and in fact the strongest people in the four by four is the first runner and the last and they save some in the tank for the end so when they're nearing the finish line they don't uh slow down they turn it on all the more so that they can finish strong and i think of caleb right he's 80 years old, give me this mountain, I want to slay giants. <laughs> I love you know, I love, I love it. it. He, right. And I was reading, Swindoll had some commentary about that. And he was talking about as we age, um, as we get older, do not let your uh, leisure time be passive. That's right. He said, be involved, right. engaging, read, yes. grow your mind, yes. continue to grow in things. He even said, you know, have a daily exercise routine. Right. So that you are strong to do and what God has you do. They often say in retirement, there's a boredom because it is a lot of leisure. But retire, I mean, serve. Use your time productively. You don't want to just be, you know, doing something that's fun, which fun things are great. But you have to keep your But your we're brain here for sharp. a purpose. Yes, and we are here for a purpose. And I thought, I know this this is heavy, and we are so glad you joined us today. And I thought, why is this relevant to 
right after Easter. And what the Lord gave me is stoke the flame. Mm -hmm. We've got to stoke the flame. We are not slowing down. No. No matter your age. You know, I think of someone like Nick Vujicic. Always so inspiring to mm. me. I'm a paraplegic. I, I can't do anything. I'm going to just do, you know, X, Y, Z with my life. No, he's out there on fire for the yes. Lord. Johnny Erickson Tata, right. same thing. You know, Victor Marks, he could say, I was a pastor. I had a broken marriage that got healed. I'm a, you know, veteran. I served my country. I'm good. No, I'm going to go out there. There's new giants to slay. Yep. Yes, there's new giants to slay. And we need to not sit down on our laurels or our past victories, the past conquests. You know, for example, we were talking before the podcast started of friends and family and neighbors and people that came to church that maybe we didn't invite before. And there's just such an enthusiasm and excitement of inviting people for right. Easter. Keep doing it, you right. guys. Not just for Easter. Right. Every week, for Keep sure. Keep inviting people. Keep encouraging people people share this podcast we don't want to be the best kept secret we want god's word to go out you know and definitely and, and stoke that fire i think that is so good and so encouraging that we do we need to um fan the flames yes so that um, yes. And, and i love jesus right because you can sometimes be smoldering but he doesn't quench the smoldering flax mm. right breathe on it he does yes. the, the reed that's bruised oh, he, he binds not. it up yes. right and that is our lord right. and i was thinking today you know so what do we do in this midst of this battle? You know, you talked about the, the proposition going before. There's aging, and aging is real, right? You have aches. You have pains. You have, you know, things that go on I'm and, like, illnesses. I'm not as young as I was, right? and I can't do X, and Y, Z. things right. hurt, and, right. and things change. But I was just loving. I read Psalm 96, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to share it because I just, we can do this. And um, it says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Mm. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. Amen. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy. And I love this because this is so true. Before the Lord, for he is coming. coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with his truth. And we are created by our Elohim, our almighty God. And we get to reflect him and give him back the glory. So I remember one time I was having a meal with an old friend who was not a believer. We went to high school together and I was talking about how thankful I was for God getting me through my bachelor's degree. And then now I'm in law school. And he said, that was because of you. And I said, excuse me, because mm. he's a non-believer, right? I said, oh no, my brain is from God. My breath is from God. My heartbeat is from God. My being able to get through all my exams is from God. My getting into law school, oh man, I had a bad LSAT score, is from God. The finances to put me through school is from God. But the world says, good yeah, job, Diane. You did it. Yeah. No. 
give God the glory. Right. Blessed be his name. Sing a new song. And you're right. The Psalms, they do stoke the flame Mm -hmm. because you remind yourself. It stirs you up. I love the end of Habakkuk. Everything is barren. There's no fig tree. There's no figs on Mm. the tree. There's no animals in the stall. Yet I I will praise praise the Lord. I will walk on my high heels. He has done good things for me. He is good. Right. I and could be just, just with nothing, with no food, no shelter, nothing. And he's still good. And he is good. But and we have to remind ourselves of that. And and that is the, the beauty of a reading plan where you're reading some of the old and you're reading some of the new and you're in the Psalms. You're getting the wisdom of the Proverbs, right? And we're encouraging and ourselves in the Lord and growing. And I just love that because we need to sing to the Lord. And in you reading this, he said, each day proclaim the good news yes. that he saves. So in that transition of, from Joshua and the conquest and taking the land to the next, which I believe is one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible, yes. Judges 2.10, that yes. there was a generation that knew not the Lord. Like, so were they not proclaiming? Were they not saying mm. what happened to where they didn't know? Well, remember David with Bathsheba? Right. At the time when the kings went to war. He was at home taking his leave, his relaxation. I've had plenty of conquests. And we can't. We right. can't. You know, I've had friends who've had night terrors. And they wake up in the middle of the night, which is really bad dreams, night terrors. You know, I believe it's spiritual warfare because you're quiet and you're mm. calm and the enemy just gives you these yucky dreams. And you pray. And you get up and pray, or you get up and read, or you listen to a worship song. You start singing. You're going to saturate your mind Mm -hmm. with what is true, what is noble, what is lovely, what is praiseworthy. Think on these things. You know, and then sometimes I'll ask people, what are you watching before bed? Right. Uh, What are you scrolling on? CI, you know, investigative, whatever, you know. I'm afraid someone's going to break in my house. Well, what are you watching? What are you putting in your brain? Yes. And so worship is so important. Reading of the word is so important. Stoking the flame is so important. For those of you that return to church, we are so excited that you came in person we are blessed keep inviting people keep coming watching online it is a blessing when you're sick when you don't feel good you know when for a surgery you're homebound but come please continue to come in person come visit us we're at calvary montclair we meet at the front site building 1533 holt yep i get that right yep and so we are blessed and thankful that you joined us today don't forget to comment we love to hear your comments. We We love to hear how God is speaking to you and ministering to you. And what conquests, what from the Old Testament, what from this Joshua discussion or Gideon or the Psalms or this Psalm 96 96, that we just read, what blessed you? We want to know how you were blessed. Share your resurrection story with us. Did you invite someone from a long time and they came to church? Share it. We want to hear it. We want to partner with you. We're so blessed that you join us and we'll see you next time for episode 12. God bless you.